going to think that am I because I'm just behaving myself. <laughs> I often sing to the tune that's going up just now. If you're a regular listener, you'll think, is she going to sing? Tonight, I'm not going to sing. Sorry, but I'll just fade it down. <laughs> How are you, darling listener? Good grief. It's dark out there already. My word. It's, it's almost autumn. Mind you, it won't be long before we get uh, the clocks to go back and it'll make it a bit lighter in the evening, but it will make it incredibly dark. But never mind, I don't mind. It's, it's, we're moving into autumn and that's one of my favourite seasons. Oh, in fact, I like all the seasons. I love it that we live in a country where things are different and um, and there's nothing wrong with that, is there? So um, I have. I will confess to having put the uh, heating on for an hour today just to take the chill off, even though I'm wearing one of my three million vests. And for regular listeners, you'll know that I, I live and die by the number of vests that I'm wearing. Just the one today, just the one. Um, but it has been a bit chill around the edges. So uh, I, I did do that, confessed. So here's something to warm us all up um, and also make it feel a bit brighter. It's a bit of um, bit of, bit of Tchaikovsky and we always have a loud start. And this is no exception. Martha Argerich, who's going to be playing this for us. I'm sure she was warm by the time she'd finished.
yep, she'd be warm after that. <laughs> I really hope that she uh, had a bit of a rest. The Berlin Philharmonic were backing up the lovely um, Martha Argerich, who was playing the first movement of Tchaikovsky's piano concerto, number one in B flat minor and I, I should imagine that Claudio Abado was waving his baton with abandon <laughs> and was also probably very warm. Actually, that wasn't the first movement. It was the third. I lied. I hope you don't mind. So um, normally, I, I, sometimes I'll put the show together on a Sunday and, and put it together. And sometimes I sort of leave it to the last minute and sort of cobble it together. You know, uh, after I get home from work on a Thursday evening, I, I relax with a nice cup of tea and uh, just get my uh, my playlist out and just think, yeah, I haven't played that for a while. I haven't played that. And, um, and sometimes if I do it late, I just think, do you know what? I've, I've, I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm not going to play the loud stuff. And I have to confess, folks, I'm a, more than a bit uh, cream crackered today. And if, if, if it had been a Thursday night um, put together, I would have played <laughs> a lot quieter music at this end of the show tonight because I feel like I have been run over by a steamroller. <laughs> Anyway, maybe the lively stuff is the right thing to do because uh, I just it would be nice just to relax a bit. So I'm looking forward, dare I say it, to the the second half of the show. But if you're if you're uh, listening and you're thinking Denise, it's okay, you know, just you know, be be lively if you can because you know we, we all need a bit of a zip about eight o'clock at night, don't we? Because we're starting to flag a bit. <laughs> so if you are if you are enjoying the loud stuff, let me know. You can text me. <clears throat> she croaked oh seven five six five. 825041 or email me on studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or Facebook me, Twitter me at Sid Valley Radio. Um, and then uh, I'll know that you're feeling a bit sort of meh as well. I don't know if this, this word meh, it's a definitely a family thing. Someone said to me, what do you mean when you go meh? And it's one of those things that um, I'm sure you have it as well. You know, the, your kids have, you know, it's just a piece of vernacular that you've cobbled up along the way with your family. And I know the boys, when they were at home, meh was like, how do you feel? Meh. <laughs> okay. I think I've just, I think it was a Lewis thing actually thinking about it. And I know he's not listening this evening. He's away. He's being Mr. I'm I'm doing very clever maths. Thank you very much. At a conference. Who knew there were, there were conferences for mathematicians? But uh, he's over in Germany at the moment doing that. So I know he's not listening. He's be too busy writing strange things up that the rest of us mere mortals have no hope of ever understanding. <laughs> and he'll never hear me say that because he doesn't listen to my show at all anyway. So um, maybe his brother will tell him. What have I got for you now? Ah, yes. To my eternal shame. To my eternal shame. I did not get to hear any of the... Um, or see any of the uh, the proms this year because I was away for a lot of it and working incredibly hard to <clears throat> to get myself some space so I could go away on holiday. So I didn't get to hear or see any of it, but uh, I should imagine they played this at the end.
Well, I got you going as well, didn't it? <laughs> Did you do all they, they, they bob up and down, don't they? The promenade is the ones that get the standing tickets in the Albert Hall. And they'll bob up and down to that, of course. Strauss's Radetzky March. And it says the band of the HM Royal Marines, which is fine. I love a man in uniform. Um, but it doesn't say who was conducting. And <laughs> it brought to mind, actually, when I was a thousand years ago, you know, when I was quite young, I used to babysit, um, family of three small boys and they were just lovely little lads anyway uh one of them uh, was old enough to he started to join the he joined the, the boys brigade which was just in one of the local halls one of the local church halls not down not far down the road from us and uh ian decided he was going to be a boy in the boys brigade and off he went and they had a band and he and he they were teaching them all these little boys how to play the trumpets and everything and do stuff and they learned to tune and of course, what do the boys' brigade do? They march about, don't they? It's what they do. And so they were due to be in, um, there was a church parade, probably, um, Remembrance Day or something like that. So they, these little boys have been learning how to play. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, actually. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, these little boys had learned how to play this amazing tune. <laughs> so <laughs> they were, um, they were all lined up to, to be in the <laughs> Remembrance Day parade. And of course, what they hadn't done was practice these little boys marching and blowing their trumpet at the same time. <laughs> and they started off down the road. <laughs> and three of them fainted. <laughs> three of them fainted. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll just play the next tune.
well, that's just wonderful, isn't it? And it gave me time to compose myself. I am so sorry, dear listener, to have completely lost it. <laughs> I mustn't go back to that story, otherwise I'm going to go again. But it was very funny. I mean, you shouldn't laugh. <laughs> So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention it again. And it's good job the boss wasn't here because uh, he would literally have sacked me on the spot. <laughs> so he's not here yet. Well, he may not turn up again tonight, which would be great, wouldn't it? It's just you and me. Just you and me. Shh, shh. Don't tell anyone. What was that? It was uh, Actually, that was one of the very first pieces I ever played on my show when I started about six years ago. And it was, of course, Jupiter, the bringer of jollity from Hulse the Planets. And that was the London Symphony Orchestra under the wonderful Sir Colin Davis. Did I say who played the other piece of music? The one I started crying, laughing at. I can't remember now. What was it? I did say, I, I did. It was the Royal Marines, wasn't it? But we didn't know who the uh, didn't know who the conductor was. So pick your own. Sir Major General, somebody rather. I'm sure he was wonderful. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. I must quickly move on before I'll, I lose it again. Ah, Gloria. No, not 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 you, madam. I'm sorry. No, no, not you. I'm talking about Gloria Inex Chelsea's Deo. Now, of course, we'll have lots of that come Christmas, but this is not that particular sort of vibe when it comes to Gloria Inex Chelsea's. This is from Vivaldi, and this is his Gloria in D, and I've actually sung this. Choir of King's College, Cambridge, don't you know? In fine voice, having a wonderful time. Stephen Cloberry was doing all the business there. It doesn't say who the band is. Sorry, not band, orchestra. I presume it's something. It's, there's a very, very long list of names. I don't know. We'll get there, or maybe we won't. So, um, 
Now this is this is a lively piece of music, and it's just as well I didn't put this on after the um, the Royal Marines one because I would have completely lost it. Because this piece of music, I always go yeehaw at the end. I'm, well, I've just said yeehaw at the beginning, so I won't um, I won't do it at the end now. But this is a piece of music. Uh, we can say thank you to Gavin, can't we, for um, for being uh, for doing our, our cowboy show. He's not here this evening because he's uh, he's he's working, but he's. Um, he, he recorded his social. We didn't get a chance to do a little bit of a chat. But this is um, some Copeland, and this is his four dance episodes, and this is the hoedown from that.
Oh, that's a great piece of music, isn't it? It really gets you going. Stephen Gunzenhauser, what a great name, I was conducting the Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra. I don't believe I've ever had Stephen Gunzenhauser on my show before. I bet he's great. <laughs> oh, should we go to the movies? My kids call me a dinosaur from time to time, and they're probably right, because I think to every, every child, it doesn't matter how old they are, the parent looks incredibly ancient, don't they? So let's just crack on, shall we, with the theme from Jurassic Park?
That's brilliant, isn't it? Bit of John Williams there. We all love him because he's just great. And he was in himself conducting the original motion picture soundtrack orchestra. 1993, that was good. That's 20 years ago, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It only feels like yesterday. Where does the time go? I, sound, I now sound like me, Nan. Well, time goes ever, goes ever so quick when you get older, you know, Denise. Does it, Nan? Yes, it does. I can, I can, I can absolutely test with that myself. It doesn't seem like five minutes since I was sitting here last week, but here we go. Seven days later, it feels like, whoa, here we are. I don't know. It's all good stuff, isn't it? You've still got to pack everything in while you can do it, while you're still healthy enough to do it. Just, just, just do everything that you can. Just keep going, which is probably why I'm so tired today. <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself. Smetana now. Don't, don't play too much of his, but this is one that we do play on a regular basis. It is a fantastic piece of music. A lot of composers, don't they? They're inspired by their, um, by their homeland, their country, their huge pride in their country. This is one of the longest pieces on the show tonight. And, um, it's just beautiful. It's, uh, from his, um, it's from his, uh, is it an album or just a body of works called Mavlas, which means my, my country. And this is a beautiful tune about a river. And you can hear it. You can hear the, the river starting off and then going into full swell and then, oh, just going out to sea. It's beautiful.
Oh, it's just great, isn't it? You could just see that river just rolling out to see that, the last two big chords. I don't know what they were for. Maybe it was a big wave or something. Who knows? The Czech Philharmonic Orchestra there under Yuri Balavec was, con- well, he was conducting the orchestra. And of course, it was Smetana's Voltava. Brilliant piece of work. The boss likes Smetana. Is it Smetana? Like it was Borodin, isn't it? He's, the boss has come in now. Thankfully, he wasn't here when I, you know, lost it earlier, but I did I have mentioned it to him in case, in case he hears it. And, um, so I've, I've sort of set myself up for, you know, getting a complete nutter know tongue lashing from the boss later and he'll tell me off and do all those things but he won't sack me i don't think not if i'm very nice he's he's saying that he's not that's okay (laughs) i'm sure if he had somebody else to do a a classic show on the radio he'd be he's showing me out the door as soon as you could say knife anyway i i have managed to compose myself (laughs) only just so if i say the words if i say the name arthur negus there will be a whole cohort of people go yeah i remember him and there'll be a load of people going who's he (laughs) So that for those of you that are going, who's he? Go and ask your mum or maybe even your nan.
boss has just said, that sounds like Respighi's The Birds. I said, that's because it is. <laughs> and of course it was, it wasn't it. And it was the, what, the boss is waving at me. Oh, oh what? What? Cause he's just sacked me. He's just sacked me. Oh, I'm sorry, listener. He's, I've got to go. I've just been shown the door. Um, yes, that's the London Symphony Orchestra under Antal Durati. And, um, and of course it was, it was a forerunner, wasn't it? I guess of the Antiques Roadshow, the, um, Going for a song, wasn't it? That was the program. Going for a song. And you'd have all these uh, experts, three experts lined up and they would be shown an antique. In, the, in this day and age, they'd probably wheel them out and say, what do you think about this antique? <laughs> I'll say, what do we think of her? And uh, they say, oh, yes, definitely, but probably only worth something saving. <laughs> don't you love it when you watch? I don't watch the Antiques Roadshow, but on rare occasions when I do, it's quite funny, isn't it? I, I do like, um, I am an absolute... Uh, avid fan of human psychology i just love people watching i think it's the most fascinating thing. you'd never need a telly would you but i find one of the most fascinating places to be is either an airport or um or a railway station because the stress there isn't there you're waiting for things to you know trains to arrive trains to go people to arrive people to go and it really is fascinating but going back to the antiques road i do love it when you you see these people standing there and they're they're obviously gagging to hear from the expert, how much their great aunt Gloria's uh, porcelain figurine is worth. And when they say, of course, it's worth three million pounds. Oh, but we'd never sell it because it's never. I'm thinking the hell you will. As soon as you get it back, you'll be going straight to Bonhams. <laughs> you just know that they're lying through their teeth. So um, I haven't got anything antique that's worth anything in my house, I'm afraid, as I say, apart from myself. But um, but yeah, you just I just love those people. And they just they get so surprised when they, you know, they know how much stuff's worth. And even better than that is those people that think that great aunt Gloria's porcelain figurines worth three million they find out it's worth you know threatened <laughs> they're not very happy about that and then they will have it down to bonhams anyway i should stop waffling about uh antiques and move on to the next piece of music oh dear 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 dear, dear. i love this one um alas poor yorick i'd never did uh i never oh no i'm not no, no that's not that no, that's in that's in a minute <laughs> hamlet <laughs> not, not yet i'm getting me hamlet and me handle mixed up handle first
that's lovely, isn't it? It was uh, handling the strand. I got me handling my Hamlet all mixed up. I've, I've, I've obviously telegraphed something's coming in, in a minute. The Bournemouth Sinfionetta was there, and uh, I'm trying to work. It's not telling me who the um, who the who the, uh, the pianist was. Philip Martin was conducting. I think it might have been Murray Welsh was uh, was doing the piano, but well, we don't know because it's, it's not really telling me. But bless them. So Bournemouth Sinfionetta, and I love that piece of music. Such a jolly piece of music, isn't it? And that's what Happy Classics is all about. So we've had lots of happy tonight, haven't we? And we are halfway through the show, and I'm probably and, and I know you're probably thinking for for my regular listeners, Denise, you haven't even mentioned the Holy Trinity yet. And um, believe it or not, I've given them a night off. <laughs> How weird is that? We don't often do that, do we? But yes, I have. Um, I think, yeah, I've given them the night off this for the first time in ages. So Bach, Beethoven and Mozart, having a bit of a rest. And I'm doing a whole show without them. And uh, just to see if I can, the boss has given me a look. He's shaking his head. He's saying I shouldn't have done that. I sneaked over. He's, oh, he's doing something. Oh, anyway, that's, he's, he's, he's showing me the door again. If I, if, I get to, if I get to 10 o'clock tonight without my P45, it'll be a miracle. Not that he pays me or anything. Um, what have we got now? Um, Haydn. Yes, trumpets. Yes, let's have let's have a bit of brass. <laughs>
Great, isn't it? Biff Hyden, the Philharmonia, <coughs> excuse me, was backing up John Wallace, who was doing a fantastic job on the trumpet. I'm sorry about my little uh, frog in my throat. It seems to be hanging around tonight. Christopher, I'll say that again, Christopher, not Christopher, Christopher Warren Green. <laughs> oh, God. Now, the boss has stepped out the uh, the studio for a minute, so he didn't hear me fluff that line up, which is just as well, because he's threatened me with the sack on at least three occasions this evening. So we're moving on to that bit of Hamlet I was talking about for, and I was going to do the Alas Poor Yorick, I knew him and all that, but I, I blew that because I said that a couple of uh, couple of tracks ago when I was doing the handle, sorry. But here we go. I never did this for a level, I did Macbeth, I often say, don't I? I did Macbeth. Is this a dagger I see before me? Well, quite possibly, but in the meantime, let's play a bit of Hamlet, who's strolling around in the garden.
That's just delightful, isn't it? Ricardo Chailly was conducting the Royal Concert Gabao Orchestra. I'll just say that again. No, um, I just, I'm not going to try and say it again. Not with uh, what's what's happening this evening. It's all going a bit silly. So yeah, music from um, the, the film uh, Hamlet in the garden. So I hope he was having a nice time there because it's been a bit soggy in gardens recently, hasn't it? Did you see that rain earlier in the week? Absolutely biblical, wasn't it? With that dreadful uh, thunderstorm over the weekend. And it's it's been pretty soggy ever since. But um, hey-ho, the gardens need it, I guess. But uh, not quite as much as that. So from the garden, we've already had a trip down one river. Should we go and do another one? But we've actually got the boat this time. Off and bark from the Tales of Hoffman. And this is the Barkerall. Thank you. 
Oh, that's gorgeous, isn't it? You can just feel yourself drifting down a river on a lovely boat. It's another um, another orchestra that I've never played. The Voronezh State Symphony Orchestra, Mac Carlock, was conducting. Lovely stuff. Offenbach. Did I say it was Offenbach? I think I did. The Barker off from the Tales of Hoffman. I definitely said that. Now, here's a piece of music I have sung, but not in front of an audience. I did it on a workshop earlier on this year because I've been dying to sing it. And here it is, well, one of the movements from it anyway. One of my favourite contemporary composers, the Carl Jenkins. It's the Armed Man, of course, and this is the Benedictus.
Oh, dear me, that's just absolutely stunning work, isn't it? I love Carl Jenkins and I loved singing The Armed Man. Um, I think it's a fantastic piece of music. So himself, the man, was conducting the London Philharmonic Orchestra and the National Youth Orchestra were singing. Just gorgeous stuff. So we're going to get our posh frocks on now and go to the ballet. This is a cute little piece of music. I love a bit of uh, pizzicato. And this is from Strauss's ballet. Uh, no, allies, Deleuze's ballet. I'll get it right in a minute. Deleuze's ballet, Sylvia. And this is the third movement. Very quiet start there. I hope you didn't adjust your set because <laughs> that last couple of chords is a bit in your face. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a very little, cute little piece of music there, isn't it? And that was, oh, here we go, the Ramazovsky Symphony Orchestra. Never played those either. Andrew Mogrelea, I'll get it right in a minute. Is that how you pronounce it? Andrew, I'm really sorry if it's not, um, was conducting. And this piece of music, uh, piano music, might well be my very favourite piece of piano music. I'm not quite sure. It's certainly one of my favourite, very, you know, decomposing composers, i.e. composers that are no longer alive. Uh, Because I do like, um, I now did, I do like uh, Alberto Giroli as well for for contemporary piano music. But Maurizio Pellini now is going to play some Chopin and this nocturne number one in B flat minor. It just does it for me. Thank you. 
Mm, wish I'd kept up the lessons. Absolutely beautiful. Maurizio Polini there with some amazing Chopin. We might not have Mozart on the show tonight, but we've got one of his greatest fans. This is Schubert, and um, he wrote some incidental music for a play by the name of Rosamunda, and this is a beautiful piece from that um from that play, it's the uh, on track number three, and uh, the Gewandhaus Orchestra are going to entertain us now. Kurt Masur is going to be keeping all in order.
just gorgeous, isn't it? A bit like his, uh, his wasn't a mentor, was he? He was just, um, Schubert just loved Mozart and they both died far, far, far too young. They were both in their very early 30s, weren't they? Very sad. But life was short and brutal uh, back in the day. And I've been reading uh, this week some something really interesting, which is... Um, I don't do social media or anything like that. I mean, I, I know it's out there, but I choose not to spend my days just drowning in other people's, you know, minutiae. I've got enough of my own to worry about. But apparently there's something running on YouTube, which is asking uh, females, wives, girlfriends to ask their boyfriends, husbands or brothers um how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And it's surprisingly often, apparently. <laughs> It's surprisingly often, you know, some people say, well, I know, think about them, you know, three or four times a month, and that's once a week, isn't it? And so, uh, and it is quite interesting, but um just been reading um something, there's a, there's a guy called Professor Tim Stanley, who's who's quite learned, and he, he writes here, the hither and thither, and he's quite, uh, he, he said about this, which I think is really good, so about the, about the, um about the social media. It's a shame he wasn't around. This is a little quote from Marcus Aurelius I've just read. And um who says, you know, in his own way that we don't have time to waste on trivialities. And so he puts it he puts it this way Urgency is upon you while you live, while you can become good. And I think that's really quite I'm not I'm not some sort of saint or something, but I mean shouldn't we all be just doing whatever we can to make life better for ourselves and those around us? And I think that uh I hadn't heard much about Marcus Aurelius, but I think I might have to just get into this Roman thing because um I might not be somebody's boyfriend and they're thinking about it all the time, or at least once or twice a week. Uh it'd be worth looking into that. I never really got into Roman history. Do you ever remember that series or did you ever I know they just repeated it, didn't they? I Claudius. I remember it being on when I was uh, a teenager, I think. It must have been a long, long time ago now. Absolutely amazing series. Didn't understand a thing about it, to be honest. But I think if I, if I watched it now, I'd have a bit more of a clue because I'm a bit more worldly wise. Um, but it was a really, really uh, groundbreaking piece of drama, wasn't it? I'm sure it was the BBC that did it. But yeah, Marcus Aurelius, who would have thought? Anyway, should we play, should we play some more music? <laughs> Sorry about that. Just got off on a little canter there. <laughs> little historical canter. Um, this is not historical. Well, I suppose it is in a way. Paul McCartney. <laughs> How old is he now? He's got to be 110, hasn't he? No, that's a lie. He's 80-something, isn't he? And he wrote this, and Milos Karadaglic has converted it to play on classical guitar. It's Blackbird. Thank you. 
Oh, that's just great, isn't it? I'm sure Sir Paul McCartney would approve of that. Is he a Sir Paul? I don't know. I should have just said that. Maybe he isn't. Who knows? I'm not even going to look it up. Now, here's a composer we don't listen to very often, Zippoli. And this is a work for solo oboe and cello and strings and organ. And it's called Elevazione. So raising up, let's have some of that.
that's great, isn't it? Gordon Hunt there and the Norkaping Symphony Orchestra with Zippoli's Elevazione. So we're down to our last piece of music in the show tonight and uh, it's a piece of John Rutter. Now we are we are rehearsing for the Christmas concert at the Sidmouth Choral Society and we do have some John Rutter in there. The Angel Carol, which I think is lovely, but this is not the Angel Carol tonight because we're not anywhere near Christmas yet. Even though I'm already starting to think about doing my Christmas baking sometime in the next few weeks. But this is a gorgeous piece of music. I've played it on the show before and it's Look at the World and it urges us to look around us and just take Take a moment to enjoy the wonder of the natural world. And down here in Devon, we have beautiful scenery, don't we? Seaside, fields, all sorts of gorgeous things to look at. And uh, and if you are in Sidmouth this weekend, we have the car show. And it is one of the most wonderful things. It's on. We held it on the cricket ground, which is... I remember being on that ground last year or the year before. And I've been there every year for, you know, each time they've done it. And just to stand there looking at all those beautiful cars. And I'm no petrol head. But just to look at the cars and just to stand there and think, goodness me, on a, on a lovely sunny late summer day, early autumn day, in that place, sea on one side, fields and mountains or hills on the other... And this amazing spectacle, it is absolutely wonderful. So if you're in Sidmouth or if you're thinking of going for the day out, do come along to Sidmouth this weekend and enjoy the car show all day at the Sidmouth Cricket Ground. In the meantime, let's have John Rutter's look at the world. It is our last piece tonight, so it only remains for me to say thank you for joining me this evening. I really hope that you've had a great week and look forward to hearing all about your week next week when I'm back on Sid Valley Radio 8 till 10 for Happy Classics. Good night.
Oh, so.